All right, it says we're live. This is the JLB Late Night Truth Lounge, episode number five. It is December 20, 2023, and boy, have we got a show for you guys tonight. We're talking about simulation theory. Why do some people believe we're living in a simulation? And if we are, for the sake of argument, let's think through this for a moment. Let's just say there was some way to know. Would it make any difference to how I lead my life or how you lead your life? Would it really make any difference? Some people say no. Other people say But just think through this for a moment. If we live in a simulation, then that means... And we'll talk about that and so much more. So hello to all the people in the live stream chat. We've got with us Cub Star who says, What a treat. Good evening, JLB. Good evening to you as well, Cub Star. We've got with us Portal Complex, D-Rec, VR6, and YouTube. Guys, this is impromptu. I didn't plan this ahead of time. But I got home this evening, a little bit earlier than perhaps I expected. And I thought to myself, I don't feel like going to bed right now. What am I going to do instead? And I thought about watching a movie and strumming my guitar, which has been my usual evening entertainment of late, because I am not drinking at the moment. I'm going through one of those periods that I go through where I just don't drink, where I try to be healthy. I do this thing. It's really crazy. I wake up and over the next 18 hours, I don't drink alcohol or smoke weed or do any drugs whatsoever. And I go to bed stone cold sober. And I do this multiple times a year for a few weeks or a couple of months. For whatever reason, I just do that. And it always dawns on me when I'm in one of these phases, it dawns on me that most people today, they are drinking or smoking weed or taking prescription drugs just to get through the day. And I cannot judge them because those things do make life more fun or more enjoyable or less painful or whatever the case may be. So if you're enjoying yourself some, of course, legal legal um, substances we would never promote in any way, shape or form, any kind of illegal substance. If you're doing that, something that's legal that was prescribed by a doctor or served to you at a bar or given to you at some kind of dispensary, if you're doing that, then I hope you're enjoying yourself. But not me. I'm drinking some Dr. Wit Fit. Uh, it says, Subacus na mango. Oh, it's meant to be mango flavor, is it? Uh... Limon, oh, lemon, e, zelen, chai. Zelen, I should know what that means. But mango and lemon, I can work that out for myself. But whatever this is, it's a nice, flavorful drink. It's my little treat. I buy one of these on the way home sometimes. It's meant to be like, supposedly there's all kinds of uh, vitamins and minerals in there. I don't know if I really believe that. Or even if they are in there, does it even help you? I don't know. But it tastes nice. It's probably full of aspartame and other kinds of crap. Probably stuff that's worse for you than alcohol or weed. Probably. But it tastes good. And I tell myself that I'm being healthy. That's what I tell myself. But I've got to tell myself that, don't I? So I'll just have a little drink right now. Yes, indeed. So welcome to the Late Night Truth Lounge, folks. We're going to talk about simulation theory. And I've got some clips that I want to play you. But before we get to that, we've got some housekeeping to do. So first of all, johnthebond.com. We have a member call on Saturday, the 23rd of December. We had an excellent member call last weekend which I've already edited and published, and the feedback has been terrific, we'll have another member call on the Saturday coming. So go and check that out at johnthebond.com. It is the first post that you will see. Another thing, I know most of you are already on the mailing list, or you've at least heard me speak about it. But for those of you who haven't joined the mailing list, it takes 10 seconds, it's totally free, and I promise you, I will not spam you. I've sent one email 
to the mailing list in the last two months. In fact, I think I've sent five this year. So it's definitely not for spamming purposes. But what I will do with this is if, for some reason, my YouTube gets kiboshed, I will send you a link to my new channel, whether that's here at YouTube or it's on some other platform or whatever the case may be. It's very important that you are on that free JLB mailing list. And every now and then, I send out some material that was previously just for the full members. I send it out to everybody publicly. You can check it out. Most of my member material stays for members. But every now and then I think, oh, this is really good stuff. I'm going to send this out to everybody on the mailing list. So you want to be on that mailing list, go and check it out. Link to the, In fact, I can't link stuff anymore. YouTube won't let me link stuff. But you'll find it if you go to johnlebond.com. It is on the top right-hand side. It takes 10 seconds to join. And uh, once again, you've got nothing to lose. I will not be spamming you. But I will be sending you content. Okay, pretty rarely, I have to say. And if I do get kiboshed again, which has happened in the past, I will use that mailing list to let you know where to find my material in the future. And finally, there is free content at johnlebond.com. There's a whole page where I've taken a ton of stuff. Let's zoom in there for those of you who are watching at home. There's a ton of stuff that I've put there that was previously just for the members but it's now available to everybody. And even if you are a member of johnlebond.com, some of this stuff is worth checking out if you're a new member. Some of the members have only been there for six months, a year, whatever. Some of this stuff might be a couple of years old, but it is just as relevant today as it was when it was published, if not more so. So go and check it out. We've got some podcasts. We, there was a book review we did of 1984. I interviewed the fakeologist with some other people from my website. That was a good chat. I spoke to my truth uncle, Crazy Dave J, about his theories regarding WAR. We did a movie review of 12 Monkeys, one of my personal favorite films. And that film review, actually, that episode, which again is available publicly right now, it's on the bond.com. Just go to the free content section. That episode, we recorded and published that in October of 2019. And that was around the time I was finishing my videos by saying, no more monkey business. And then just a couple of months later, Hold on, someone's messaging me. It's that time of night where people are all active. Go to bed, everybody. Okay, fair enough. What was I saying? Oh, yes. So we did that uh, film review. Another terrific episode. Go and check it out for yourself if you don't believe me. Go and check it out. I think you'll love it. Anyhow, I start saying no more monkey business at the end of all of my videos. The phone's going off anyway. And then a few months later, we're told that there is this thing that is sweeping the world... And people are worried it's going to kill a lot of people. And if you watch 12 Monkeys, you notice that it is premised on the idea that in the future, humans are living underground because why? What happened? This thing spread across the world and killed a lot of people. And I have to say, looking back, that's a little bit trippy to think that just a couple of months before that happened in, supposedly happened in real life, we were talking about that at JohnTheBond.com, myself and a couple of members of the website. You've got me and uh, Crazy Uncle Dave J, a conversation I had with him. Those are the podcasts. I've got a video about the grid. Oh, that's all I'm going to say for now. It's about the, the sea grid. Let's just call it that. I've got a video where I ask, why are they spreading fear about the, uh, the things we can't speak about? For those of you who are listening who don't know what I'm talking about because you can't see what's on the screen, there are reasons why I don't use certain words because, let's be honest, YouTube is, they're looking for reasons to get rid of people like me and I didn't even do anything wrong. Why do you want to get rid of me? I'm just sharing my opinions and my research, reading out the comments, and trying to facilitate some good discussion. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to hurt anybody or give, uh, you know, medical advice. Or I'm not even trying to tell people what to do with their lives. I say do whatever you want with your life. It really makes, generally speaking, no difference to me. I hope whatever you're doing, you're happy. 
but don't come to me for advice on what to do with your life because I don't like giving people advice. And even if I did, what advice would I give you? I'm on my little journey. I'm on my path. I don't know what your path is. That's for you to work out. And anybody who's trying to tell you what to do with your life, I would be skeptical about them. That's what I would do. So those are the videos. And I've got a whole bunch of articles. The Epsilon Agenda, very important. Primary Source Research Methodology. That is a, that's almost a book, that article. That could be turned into a book. Primary Source Research Methodology, which that one leads into the history of history is where I look into a character of history, a very important character of history, and I decide to trace the sources. This history book says this. They say their sources are this. So I go and read that book. That book says its sources are another thing. So I go and read that book. That book says its sources are a translation. So I go and get a copy of that book. I read the translation, and what I discover shakes me to the depths of my miserable soul. My goodness gracious me, folks, the truth is right in front of us for anybody who wants to do the work. But fortunately for the lie system, nobody reads books anymore, so who cares? So the history of history is there you go, the sink books, what a trip, yeah, yeah, boy, transcending 9-11, one of my personal favorites. People think they get 9-11, and I hear them speak about it, and I can listen to them for two hours. In fact, one guy I listened to for five hours on 9-11, he did like a 9-11 review, and he touched on some important points, and it was a good presentation, don't get me wrong. But he's missing the bigger picture here, which is the esoteric, the occult elements of that day. But I explain all of that to you in Transcending 9-11. Yeah, yeah, boy. Lots of good stuff. Go and check it out. Free content at johnlebon.com. Okay. What are they saying in the live stream chat? We've got 20 people watching. I didn't even tell you guys this would be happening. I didn't even tell myself this would be happening. It just happened. And yet here we are, 20 people watching live within 20 minutes, within 10 minutes. It's fantastic. And what are the people saying? Well, we've got a whole bunch of people there. Let's see, uh, Maddie 33 is in the house. Numby Num is there as well. YouTube says that getting drunk today is borrowing happiness from tomorrow. I agree with you, but I still love to do that. It's just at the moment I'm not doing that for, for a couple of weeks. Every now and then I'd like to take a break. What else have we got? Sean Hamer's in the house. He says, hello, JLB. Hello to you as well, Sean Hamer. Let's see, Linda Curtis is there as well. Terrific stuff. All right, well, uh, there's one more thing I want to tell you about. And that is, you can leave voicemails at johnthebond.com. Yes, indeed, you can. And now, is there a way, if I do this, I'm going to play for you a voicemail. Anybody can leave a voicemail. It is free to do so at johnthebond.com. So go and check it out. It takes as much time as you want. There's a limit of five minutes. You just record. In fact, let me show you on the screen. Let me show you on the screen what you do. You go to johnthebond.com, and you scroll to leave a voicemail message, and you leave a message. You press record. It then plays back what you recorded. If you like it, you press send. If you don't like it, you press start again. And then I receive your voicemail instantly via my email. It costs you nothing. I spend about 20 bucks per month on this service. And I don't really promote it very much, which is a shame. I would love to get more of your voicemails to play them on these kinds of uh, live streams. So you can do that. It costs you nothing. Just share your thoughts with me and I will share your thoughts with the world here on these Late Night Truth Lounges or some of the content that I produce. And somebody actually did do that just a, a week or so ago. Let's hear what this gentleman has to say. Hey, JLB, this is Moon Harvest. I hope you're doing well, mate. I really enjoyed your recent presentation at the Talon Conference. I thought you held yourself really well, and it was great to see you in person. So uh, this gentleman is Moon Harvest. He is obviously from Australia. And he's talking about the conference where I gave a presentation on the history hoax idea. And the feedback for that was sensational. And of course, I was 
on stage. You can see me on stage looking like Forrest Gump, telling the lovely people in that crowd in Tallinn, Estonia, about why I don't believe in history. And here's my evidence. I'm not just going to tell you what I found when I went looking for the evidence. I'm going to show you on the screen. And that's what I did. And to be fair, I think most of them, they weren't at the conference for that kind of crazy theory. One or two of them were specifically there to hear what I had to say. But most of them in the crowd were there for the other speakers and what have you. And I think a lot of them had no idea what the hell they had just seen after my presentation. I think that some of them were thinking to themselves, this guy cannot be real. He cannot be for real. The, th- the things that he's trying to tell us, yeah, okay, he's got some evidence for it, but he must be missing something. There must be more to the story. And rather than going investigate what he has said for myself, I'm going to assume this guy is crazy. And you know what? I don't blame them for doing that because if you hit me with this stuff 10 years ago, I don't know if I would have been able to uh, process it. And giving a talk about the history hoax. I love the Q&A. I thought that you dealt with the questions also very well. Um, Moon Harvest, let me say a big thank you for saying that. I got up on stage. I gave the presentation. And then I started taking the question and answer questions. And, um, well, you've already seen it, uh, Moon Harvest, so you know what I'm talking about. But for people who haven't seen that presentation, let's just say some of the questions were a little bit pointed. They were a little bit... They were like... They were politely saying, Hey, you, up on stage, yeah, you. The guy who's telling us the history is fake. Yeah, you. I think you are a so-and-so. Now, they didn't say it in those words. But that was the message that was uh, being delivered, in my opinion. But I was polite, I was calm, and I was measured. And I did my best to explain to them that maybe there was more... Maybe I'm not getting up on stage just to uh, waste your time. And I'm not presenting this evidence to waste your time. And in fact, I even said to her, there was one girl who asked a question. And I said to her, okay, out of interest, what's the oldest book you've read? It's a simple question. What's the oldest book you've read? And in fact, I'm going to ask you guys now in the live stream chat. Tell me, what's the oldest book you've read? Serious question. What is the oldest book you have read? What is the old? An even better question. What's the oldest book you've held in your own hands? And whatever your answer to that question is, how do you know that book was as old as you were told? These are simple questions. I'm not trying to offend you or undermine you or piss you off. It's a serious question. It's an important question. Whatever the oldest book you've held in your own hands might have been, how do you know or why do you believe it's as old as you were told it is? These are simple questions. Like these are questions that even a child could understand. This thing, it tells you it's this age. Okay, why do you believe that? You might have a good reason. What is the reason? I'd love to know. Basically, I'm just here trying to say how much I really enjoy what you do and the benefits that I've gotten out of what you do as well. I hope in the future you will do something with um, maybe an online course to do with logic. That's another cool thing for someone to say, that they appreciate my work enough that if I was to put together some kind of course, they'd want to check it out. I have thought about that in the past. But the problem with... Well, there's two problems with online courses. The first one is that just like books, people purchase online courses and they purchase books... And when they make the purchase, they convince themselves, I'm going to read this book, I'm going to do this course, I'm going to learn something important. But then they don't actually read the book or do the course. And this is a huge part of the online course industry, I've come to learn. A a huge number of the sales that are made with online courses, the 
the people who buy the courses never actually complete them. In a lot of cases, they barely get past the first module. Now, I wouldn't want to put all the time and effort into creating one of these courses just to sell them to people if the people aren't going to then actually do the course. I would feel... I feel like that's not something I want to do. Now, if I was to put together a course and offer it, maybe people would do the course. And uh, I certainly have considered it and I'll continue to consider it. But at this point in time, I don't think I'll do that. But just the idea that somebody would say to me that I think is a good idea, that means a lot to me. And checking out primary resource methodology, I for one would definitely get on board with that. I really appreciate that. I'll just go back to this thing on the free content section at johnlebond.com, which anybody can access. This primary source research methodology, I could turn this into a course if I wanted to. Because this is a, this is like almost a book, this thing. If I was to take this and then make videos for each section of that uh, article and then go through the process like on camera, say, okay, here's an example. Let me show you. Here's another example to show you. If I was to put together a quiz that goes with it, I could turn this into a course. And maybe one day I might. But in the meantime, this thing is available for free. People can go and check it out and uh, take a look. This is very important. This is the stuff they don't teach you in school. And there's a good reason why they don't teach you in school. And even if they tried to teach you in school, let's be honest, most people would just do the bare minimum to get a pass to continue to the next grade. I don't even know how school works these days. I'm guessing it's similar, if not worse, how it was when I was a kid. You don't even have to do anything to pass. They just keep putting you through the levels. You've got to really mess up to get held back, I would suggest. In most cases. In most cases. So they don't teach you this stuff in school, but I'm happy to share with you my ideas. And the idea of this article isn't to teach people to think like me. It's for me to show people how I thought about what I was thinking and the research I was doing and trying to come up with a comprehensive overall framework. And so go and check that piece out, Primary Source Research Methodology. It's under the free content tab at johnlebon.com. So thanks very much for all you do and um, take care of yourself, mate. Thanks. Bye. Thank you very much, Moon Harvest. That means a lot to me. What a terrific voicemail. Guys, I get a lot of hate doing what I do. And why? Because I don't believe stories that other people believe? Because I come along and I say, okay, you believe in dinosaurs. I decided to take some time to read some scientific studies, which nobody does. I went and read the studies. And what I discovered shook me to the depths of my miserable soul. So then I said, I'm going to go out and find some of these dinosaurs. There's a place in the middle of Queensland, Australia, and if you pay them the money, they'll let you see the original dinosaurs. So I did that, and I documented it at johnthebond.com. And when I went to see these original holotype specimens, you know what I found? You know what I saw with my own eyeballs? And I recorded it on my camera to share with you guys at johnthebond.com. You know what I saw? Well, we don't have time to talk about it right now, but go and check it out at johnthebond.com. Yeah, yeah, boy. So anyway, why do these people hate me? Why do some people hate John LeBond? What did I ever do to them? Nothing. And I think there's a number of reasons why there are haters out there. I think one of the reasons why some people hate John LeBond is because I'm taking away their stories. I'm taking away the foundation of how they think this world works. And they don't like that. And they especially don't like it if they realize that I've also been to university and gotten a degree and I understand academia. I know what the peer review process really is, which most people don't. I know what it is. I can explain it. So people realize, hold on, he's been to the academy. He's, he's meant to believe what we believe and he's using what he learned at the academy to undermine our stories. Screw that guy. I think that's why some people hate me. I think other people 
even if they agree with my opinions, they're just jealous of me because they think I must have some wonderful life. Look at this guy making money, doing research, making videos and saying, yeah, yeah, boy, Shimon, and traveling the world. His life is so much better than mine. I'm jealous of him. Of course, they're not, they're not consciously thinking that way. That's what's going on at the subconscious level. And I try to explain to these people, guys, my life isn't that good. Seriously. I'm not even that happy. I'm kind of happy sometimes, but sometimes I'm kind of not. I'm just like, you know, medium happiness. Medium chill. I'm a little bit like the Plovdiv people. They call it Bitcher Ilak, which basically means chilled out, right? That's the, this city prides itself on Bitcher Ilak. People here are relaxed, and it's true. Are the people here happy? I don't think so. Are they miserable? I don't think so. They're just, they're just going along, floating along, trying to make the best of life. And that's what I'm doing. But anybody who thinks that my life is some wonderful thing, well, because I make a little bit of money publishing my research, my life isn't that good. People should not be jealous of me. Unless their lives are terrible. And most of my haters, I think their lives actually are terrible. So that even though my life is like kind of good and kind of bad, my life is still significantly better than theirs, which is very sad. But hating me is not going to fix it. Probably, in most cases, nothing's going to fix it. These people are too locked into their terrible uh, thinking patterns and behaviors and habits. But there's no need to HLB. No Siri Bob. Now let's go and check out. Well, I don't think so anyway. And the point of my story is, there are these people out there who hate me, but then I get these wonderful emails or comments or voicemails. And it means a lot to me. So thank you very much, Moon Harvest. Thank you very much indeed. Now let's go and check out. Guys, we've got 30 people watching live. I didn't even schedule this or plan it. And there's 30 people from around the world listening to me as I speak. It is magic. I sit here in my little apartment in beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria at 1.42 in the morning and I say something and near instantaneously 30 people around the world hear it. That's magic. We really do have magic at our fingertips. And I think sometimes it's easy to take it for granted and to forget how wonderful this is. Man, if you could go back to when I was a kid, say I was like six or seven years old, and say to little JLB, before he called himself JLB, say to him, hey, little dude, I used to have blonde hair too, by the way. I don't know what the hell happened there, but for some reason I had blonde hair when I was a kid. I was a cute little kid. Say, hey, little six, seven-year-old, playing cricket or football, whatever you're doing, check this out. In the future, you're going to be able, see that guy on TV? You're going to be able to be like him for free, and people around the world will listen to you. Now, you won't have the same audience as that guy on TV. But the point is, people who want to hear what you have to say, you can do it from your mobile phone if you want. And then the little version of me will be like, what's a mobile phone? I'll be like, okay, well, you can have... See your little Game Boy that you've got there. Imagine if you could use that Game Boy and you could talk to it. And then everybody else would have little Game Boys and they would see you or they would hear you instantly. And everyone's going to be able to do it. And, and for some reason... In your mid-twenties, you're going to start to do that, and you're going to build up a small, but in many times loyal audience of people. Every time you start talking to that thing, people want to hear it. And, and some of them, they're going to love what you have to say. Some are going to hate it. Most of them, hopefully, are somewhere in between where they just take the good stuff you give them, and they, they make up their own minds. They don't blindly love or hate you. And, uh, and by this stage, I think the, the little me would have... Uh, is probably too advanced for him, I would think. He just wants to play cricket or football and he's not really too interested in this but here, the point of my story is that would be amazing to me when I was a kid that we could do this and we can do it guys it's freaking incredible and what do most people want to talk about with this magic what do they want to share with the world complete and utter nonsense don't they even in this corner of the internet complete and utter nonsense 
There are people, they want to use this magic, they want to convey to their audience, their listeners, that Donald Trump is a W-A-M-A-N. That's what they want to do. That's how they spend their finite time. That's how they use the magic at their fingertips. They want to convince their listeners that Donald Trump is a W-O-M-A-N. I'm not making this up, folks. Then there are other people, they want to convince people that, oh, South America used to be due south of North America. But look at a map. Now South America has moved east because the reality's changed. It's a Mandela effects. And believe it or not, people listen to these people and take them seriously. In fact, I used to take these people seriously. I didn't agree with their ridiculous claims, but I thought they were being genuine. I have now come to realize a lot of these people, they are LARPing. They are live-action role-playing. They're saying stuff to the internet that they would never say to people in real life because they know it's absolutely ridiculous. Now, let's contrast that with what I do. I tell you that I don't believe in ancient Egypt or ancient Rome or whatever. I show you the reasons why. And then guess what I do? I get up on stage in front of 100, 150 people, whatever it was, and I tell them the same thing. And then I say, hey, once this presentation is over, come and talk to me in the lobby. Come to the VIP dinner tonight. I'm happy to talk about this all day because I actually believe this. So you see the difference. These people putting these ridiculous ideas in your head. A lot of them don't really believe what they're saying. It's all just for shock, jock, entertainment, conspiratainment, okay? And so long as you listen to them, so long as you watch them, so long as you send them, so long as you like, subscribe and share and send them donations or whatever, that's, that's all they're trying to achieve. They're not really trying to express what they really believe. They just say what they think will get your attention. And sadly, it often works. But not here at johnthebond.com. No, when I tell you that I don't believe in dinosaurs, you better believe that's because I don't believe in dinosaurs. And I can show you, and I have shown you, me reading the scientific studies and pointing out where I see the obvious problems. I have shown you me going out to see the holotype specimens. That is the original specimen. And saying, guys, see this thing? They're claiming that's a dinosaur leg. Now look at it. What do you see? Right? So this is very serious to me. And I'm trying to contrast that with these clowns, fools, and charlatans in this corner of the internet. A lot of them don't believe what they're saying. And that's why they won't get up on stage. That's why they won't go on camera. That's why they won't meet you in real life, because they are LARPing. And it's high time you came to understand that. The difference between people who are serious and the people who are taking you for a ride. Now, if you want to be taken for a ride, that's cool. Do whatever you want. Whatever makes you happy. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just trying to point out there's a difference. And I hope you can understand that. Okay, who else is in the live stream chat? We've got some more people. Guys, we're talking today about the simulation theory. And I've got some clips I want to play you about that. But before we get to that, let's talk about the live stream chat. Scotty Smith says, Hey, JLB, I'm back in rehab. It's good to hear from you. Um, well, good luck with the rehab, man. Um, Scotty Smith, I mean, he's, he's publishing that in the live stream chat, so I guess I'm allowed to talk about this. If Like, he's the one talking about it. I know that when he found my material, maybe six years ago, he did mention that he had spent some time in uh, rehab. I've never been to rehab, personally, so I don't pretend to know much about it. But I do know that anybody who's suffering from any kind of addiction if they have the strength to admit the problem and to seek out treatment, that in and of itself is a big win. So if, you're, if you've got yourself into a place that's trying to help you, then good on you, Scotty, and I wish you all the best with that. And uh, it's, a, it's a crazy world out there. And a lot of people will turn to substances or vices to, to make life worth living. And it's very easy to get caught up in these uh, addictions. And uh, fortunately, it hasn't gotten to that stage for me. But I can see how it can happen for others. And I won't talk too much about this right now, but 
a friend of mine who totally isn't me, he may have at some point in his past tried out some drug that is supposedly very addictive. And one night he'd had a bit to drink and someone said, hey, you want some of this? And he's like, ah, sure, why not? And he had an amazing time for two days, didn't sleep. And he thought to him, didn't sleep and had a freaking amazing time. And then he said, you know what? I can see how people get addicted to this. I don't think I'm going to do it again. And then he never did it again. But he can see why people get addicted to it. Because it was uh, a lot of fun. And uh, like, not just fun, but it was what a time. But you see, if you do it once and then you think to yourself, I want to do it again, how many times before you do uh, get addicted to it? You know what I'm trying to say? And I'm only sharing that story with you from a friend of mine who totally isn't me. Just to illustrate this point that even though I haven't gone down that path personally, I can see how people do. And they have my sympathy, including you, Scotty Smith. So good to hear from you and I wish you all the best. Zin Vilas is there. He says, good evening, listening in. Good evening to you, Zin Vilas. Who else is there's a lot of people in there? Rocky Shepherd is talking about plaster bones. Well the point I was making earlier about the holotype specimen, holotype is in H O L O T Y P E, holotype. In paleontology, the holotype specimen is meant to be the original. And so what you see in museums oftentimes is meant to be recreations or plaster casts or you know models of the original. They don't put the original on display is generally the story. However, in Australia, Winton, Australia, they do have the originals on display. All you've got to do is pay the money to go and do the little tour. So that's what I did. I drove out there. I drove out to Winton, Queensland, took a couple of days to get there, and we get there. And finally, I'm here, and I arrive. And it's in the desert. It's not the desert, but it's like semi-arid out there. It's like, you know, most of Australia is a big desert, right? Most people live on the coast. If you drive far, you know, far enough inland, then it starts to get semi-arid. And these regional towns, that like it's not the desert, but it's close enough and it's freaking hot. So we get out there and finally arrive at the age of Australian dinosaurs exhibit. And I'm walking across the bridge. This is like massive bridge, footbridge. And I'm like, man, this is, I'm finally here. And then they show you this video. They take you on this little tour. And then at the very end, you get to see the room with the dinosaurs, the original holotype specimens. Oh boy, I was I excited. I'm finally going to get to see some real dinosaurs. And then I get in there and what I discover shakes me to the depth. Come on, guys, you all know the words, play along with me. It shakes me to the depth of, yes, my miserable soul. And if you want to know more about that, just go to johnthebond.com. Yeah, yeah, boy. Type in dinosaur in the, dino- in the search bar, and it'll take you to what you're looking for, I should imagine. Now, let's carry on. Matty33 says, need to get subscribers to click all on the notification bell. Okay. Well, folks, if you haven't already done so, you might want to consider clicking on the notification bell. There you go, Matty33. Good idea. You know, back in the day, the cool thing, or the done thing, the trendy thing was to say, guys, remember to like, subscribe, and share. Well, if you do like this, I hope you give it a thumbs up. Uh, If you're not already a subscriber, you might want to consider subscribing on my YouTube channel. And in terms of sharing this, I suggest you don't do that. I suggest you keep these ideas to yourself. Don't go and tell your friends or your family, and especially don't tell your colleagues about this stuff, because they're going to think you're crazy, okay? It's that simple. This idea of, ooh, we're going to spread the truth. Uh, there's going to be a hundredth monkey effect. Uh, there's going to be a raise in the collective consciousness. No, that's none of that's real. That's all completely fake. Completely fake. None of that's real at all. 
I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but the reality is none of that's real. You are not helping the world by spreading the truth, by telling people you care about these wacky ideas that they've been programmed since birth to believe are crazy. All you're going to do is make them think bad things about you. You're going to cause schisms in between you and your friends and family and your colleagues especially. And it's not going to be a good time. Now, I said that I don't like to give people advice. So you know what? I guess I just, I guess I kind of just gave advice. So I'm going to rewind all of that. Let's just rewind. If you want to share this stuff with people, go right ahead. Go right ahead. Maybe it's going to work out for you. But in my reality, no, I wouldn't be doing that if I was you. You see, it's too late for me, folks. I got into this when I was a lot younger and I was more idealistic and naive and uh, I really thought the best of people and I thought the best of the world. And so now it's too late for me. I'm out there. My face is out there. My legal identity is out there. I've got this channel. People know me for this. It's too late for me, folks. It's too late for me. I'm on a path and uh, there's no stopping it. But for you guys, why not just remain anonymous, have your little YouTube handles or go on different forums and share your ideas there and then you can close your laptop and go back to the real world and just be a normie. It's a lot easier that way. And more lucrative, I should say. So uh, that, that could be the better option. Or maybe you want to go on a path similar to me. You want to say, I'm not afraid of anything. I'm going to speak the truth. And if people don't like it, let them come for me. What's going to happen? Nothing. And you might wake up one day. You might wake up one day and you might think to yourself, oh, yeah, that's right. I live in Plovdiv, Bulgaria. What the hell am I doing here? And then you'll think to yourself, oh, yeah, that's right. I, uh, 10 years ago, I, or nine years ago, I started telling people the truth and doing research. And then I discovered things that I didn't really even want to discover. And then uh, I guess I built a, a life around this. And that's how one day I ended up in beautiful little Plovdiv, Bulgaria. Of course, that's, that's what happened with me. Do you have any regrets, JLB, about this? Mm, I don't know. Regret's a funny word. If I could go back in time, would I do things differently? You'd best believe it. You'd best believe it, folks. Oh, yes. I'd buy me some Bitcoin back in 2014 when smart people were telling me I should do it. I should have done it. I didn't do it. If I had done that, I'd be a rich man right now. But instead, I'm not. Speaking of which, folks, I've noticed that there are literal millionaires out there who have donation buttons on their pages for their podcasts. So even though they've got way more money than me or you, still they have donation buttons and they let people go and donate. And I have had people try and tell me that I should do the same thing. Now... There is no donate button at johnthebond.com, but if you appreciate what I do and you can't afford to join johnthebond.com because it is a little bit pricey compared to some places, you can just go to the support page and you can send me a tip that way if you want to, but don't feel obliged. I'm not, like I can afford my rent. I can afford my food. Okay, I'm not drinking anything at the moment, but when I start drinking again, which I will, I can afford my beers. I'm okay. So please don't worry about me. But if you find my work useful and you want to say thanks, If you're one of those people who likes to thank others when they do good work, you like to tip the cabbie, you like to tip the waiter, the bartender makes you a good drink and he makes it fast, you want to give him a tip. If you're that kind of person who likes to reciprocate, there's a support page at johnthebond.com. Feel free to go and reciprocate. I've been doing this work for nine years now. I was a guy who exposed the Cavendish experiment, okay? Forget all the flat earth nonsense. The easy way to debunk the spinning ball earth model is the Cavendish experiment. I was the guy who exposed that. Me. Can you believe that? Back in 2015, I exposed it. Yes, it was me. 
And you might have benefited from that because it might have helped you see that the spinning ball Earth model is in fact a hoax and nobody died, nobody got hurt in some mission to the moon or some mission to Mars or some intergalactic battle that took place two billion years ago. None of that's real. That's all fake. There is no outer space. How do we know that? Or how do I know that? Well, it all goes back to the Camden experiment. Or maybe you're one of those people who almost got sucked into the flat Earth so-called movement and it was my work that helped you to realise that that was a cult full of clowns, fools and charlatans. And so my work helped you avoid becoming another victim to the flat earth cult. Maybe you appreciate the work that I did back then. Or maybe my work exposing human evolution theory as a hoax, or dinosaurs as a hoax. Or maybe my work showing you what really happens when babies are ultrasounded. It's not really sound. It's radiation. Okay, they call it non-ionizing radiation, but your microwave when you reheat, hopefully you guys don't use microwaves, but if you do, when you reheat food, that is also non-ionizing radiation. Would you put your baby in a microwave? I should hope not. So why would you subject your baby to this non-ionizing radiation? Oh, because it's called ultrasound. It's sound. It's totally safe, JLB. Sound is totally safe. I think we can... Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so I've done a lot of work over the last nine years. And so if you're not a member of JohnTheBond.com, but you want to say thanks in some way, just go to the support page and send as much or as little as you want. Or don't do that. Don't say thanks for what I've done. That's cool as well. That's entirely up to you. Really it is. Okay, so let's go back to the... Me personally, bartender makes me a good drink quickly. And it costs me 8 lev. I give him 10 lev. Or if I'm taking a cab and it's 8 lev to get from where I am to where I'm going, I give the cabbie 10 lev. It's a 2 lever tip. That's what I do. That's the kind of person I am. But you are the kind of person you are. Do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, boy. What else have we got here? Lots of people in the live stream chat. 42 people watching live. I like it. Numby Num says that they feel personally threatened. I think he's talking about the people who hate JLB. And they post this nonsense on different forums or subreddits. They make videos about me. Oh, JLB. Very sad people. And I think what Numby Num is suggesting is they feel threatened. Yeah, I don't blame them. You see, most of the the people who go around the internet and say that dinosaurs are a hoax or history is a hoax or whatever, the people who do this generally didn't go to university. And I'm not criticizing them for that. I'm just saying that in a lot of cases, that is how it is. So it's easy for the educated people to dismiss them as being stupid or uneducated or whatever. Then they run into me and they soon realize they can't do that with me. I'm just as educated as them, if not more so. And I'm just as articulate as they are, if not more so. And I know their stories about heliocentrism, paleontology, so-called ultrasound. I know their stories better than they do. In fact, I've read the studies and I can show you what I see wrong with the study. And they realize, "Uh uh-oh, but this guy is meant to be one of us. He's been to the academy. He's been in academia. And he's, he's saying he doesn't believe? This is very threatening. I would feel threatened too if I was them. And, and maybe that's that manifests in them hating on JLB, which I really think is totally unnecessary. Hating on me is not going to change a thing, is it now? I wouldn't have thought so. And you know, there's been some people over the years who've gone out of their way to cause JLB problems. I never did anything to them. Never did anything to them. And some of them, they're not here anymore. It's very strange. Very strange. Yes, indeed. What happened to them? I don't know. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Okay. Who else is in the live stream chat? Lots of people. 
Ryler05 is in there, says, what's up? How are you, Ryler05? He says, JLB, what do you think of that guy in the 80s who claims radiation is harmless? Was that Winsor, was it Windsor Gala? Galen? Windsor Galen or something like that? There was some dude who, like, was supposedly eating, like, some kind of radioactive material. I haven't seen that video for a long time. I'd have to go back and revisit it to give you uh, an up-to-date take on that. But, uh, yeah, I, I can't give you a... I, I don't know. Did that guy actually eat, quote-unquote, radioactive material? Or did he swim in a radioactive pool? I don't know. It's a good question, man. You tell me in the live stream chat, what do you think about it? Now, uh, in the live stream chat, EYEI says, The conversation about ultrasound really opened my eyes. I knew about circumcision. COVID opened my eyes to vaccination. Oh, I shouldn't use that word. Hold on now. <clears throat> COVID opened my eyes to this thing. I do owe you a lot. Let me read that again. So this is uh, somebody in the live stream chat. Their name is I, as in EYE. They say, the conversation about ultrasound really opened my eyes. I knew about circumcision. I knew about those things we can't talk about. I do owe you a lot. Well, I don't think you owe me. I don't think anybody owes me anything. Just like I don't think anybody else, I owe them anything. But the point I make is, once again, a lot of people, they go out to a restaurant. They enjoy the service. The food is good. The wait is good. They have a good time. The bill is 180. They leave 200. That, that 20 extra is not a donation. That's a tip. And that is all I'm offering people. If you want to give me a tip, do that. I don't want donations. I'm not a charity. And I can afford my bills. That's why I live in Plovdiv. If I, the amount of money I make if I tried to live in Australia, I'd be living in a cardboard box, a 40-minute drive from the city. Yeah? I couldn't afford to, to live. But here in beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria, I can. And I'm okay. So I don't want donations. I'm not a charity. But if you like what I have offered over the last nine years, if I've helped you in any way... There is a support page at johnthebond.com, and some people, not many, but some people have used that to send me some tips, which is very much appreciated. And I used to not talk about that. Like, the option was there, I just didn't talk about it. And then I noticed there are literal millionaires asking for donations, and I'm like, what the hell? And then I realized people are actually sending them money. And I'm like, ah, oh, I realize what's going on. These people enjoy the content they're being given. It doesn't matter if the person is a millionaire or if he's completely broke. They just want to say thanks. And I'm like, okay, maybe some people want to thank me. So now I'm promoting the support page at johnthebond.com. And a big thank you to the people who have in the past sent through those tips. But again, not donations. I am not a charity. Thank you very much. Alrighty. Okay, I then continues, EYA continues. The thing about flat earth debate to me is like arguing about the shape of the prison as it's being built around you. Well, that's fair enough. However, I will say this. Some people are willing to do some work to undo the programming in their minds. Most people are not. By going through the process of working out what is the official story, I went back to basics, guys. What is the... I even did the maths. I'm like, people say it's eight inches per mile squared. I was like, I'm going to go back to basics. How is that the formula? If that's the formula for the so-called dip or the so-called curve, how and why? And I went back and studied this trigonometry and geometry and the different formulas you can use to determine how much dip should there be. I went right back to the basics. I studied heliocentrism. What is their story? And it was during that process I discovered the Cavendish experiment, which changed everything. In fact, you know what I'm tempted to do, folks? Oh, I've got an idea right now. Why don't I go to my YouTube studio? I'm going to play for you a video of a friend of mine. His name is Rositas. Now, Rositas has been misquoted in the media quite a lot 
people trying to say that he's talking about um, vases or uh, some kind of panela, patella, Spanish vase or something, all kinds of stuff. But I know Rosita's very well, and I know what he was saying. And what he was really talking about was a certain cult that he had been in. So with that being the case, I'm going to show you this. This is my main man, Rosita's. He's a lovely fellow. He's got a lovely laugh and uh, a good spirit, I think. And this is a six-minute clip. For the listeners, this isn't going to work so well. I'm going to play this clip and then uh, read out to you the subtitles in English for those of you who are listening. Because obviously I take these streams. Then the next day I turn them into MP3s and publish them for those who can't be here or don't want to watch the video uh, on delay. Guys, this is Rosita's. I made this video back in 2015, I believe. So we're talking... That's eight years ago, man. Oh boy. Time flies when you're having fun. This is Rosita's, and he's talking about a cult that he was in. And uh, it's quite a story. Let's take a look. Okay, so it says here, in the following clip, a man named Rosita's explains how he left behind a religious cult after discovering that it was all based on one big lie. So the interviewer says, and now you have left the cult. Rosita says, it's a good thing that I left the cult because it is one crazy religion. Then the interviewer says, might some people in the crowd belong to this religion? Because this is an interview that was done on a studio in a studio. So then Rosita says, well, kind of, many people today... And then the interviewer says, no, the people in the crowd today, as in, are they also in this cult that, that you left behind? <laughs> so then Rosita says, okay, in the crowd, well, if there are some people in this cult in the crowd, I apologize in advance if I offend them. And then the interviewer says, thank you. So then Rosita looks at the crowd and he says, you guys can believe in any religion you want. <laughs> now Rosita then says, in this religion that I left, the followers are shamed if they question the clergy. He then says that this cult indoctrinates the children from a very young age. By the time they are adults, they don't even realize that it's a cult because these beliefs were drilled into their brain. So Rosita explains that one day I questioned the clergy about where their truths come from and they said, Rosita's we have rituals to give us the truth. Rosita then explains, and now he looks very serious. He's now looking the interview in the eye. He says, I discovered their most important ritual, one they rarely speak of. It involves hanging two heavy balls from a shed roof. He says, I questioned them about this. He says that they replied to him, Rositas, you haven't studied our religious books enough to know, so go away. 
Miren, bañado. He says, but I questioned them anyway, and you'll see why. With this ritual, their clergy claim that they can weigh the entire earth. With two balls. With two balls. They also claim they can weigh the moon. He then repeats two balls. He finds this very funny that the cult that he was in thinks they can weigh the earth and the moon with two heavy balls hanging in a shed. But not only that, he says, they also integrate this myth into other beliefs of their religion. The clergy say they can weigh all of the stars and the planets in the sky. He says the clergy teach their flock to believe they have such wisdom. But at this point, he's pointing at the crowd. I think Rosita's knows full well most of the crowd are in that uh, that cult. He, he finds it all very amusing now. He says they make children study books which claim that this is all fact. Two balls hanging from the roof of a shed. He says most of their followers are so blind, they never even ask how these rituals actually work. He says this ritual was first performed over 200 years ago. But then, then Rizidas composes himself and he says, no, no, we should be serious. Their clergy study many years to learn these truths. It must all be true. And then he says, authorities would never lie. Never. He says, if anybody dares to point out how silly this is, the clergy simply say that person is stupid or crazy. Two balls. And then he tries to start talking about gravity, but he can't get the words out without laughing. He's like, gravity, gravity, and then he just bursts out laughing. <laughs> he says they have a quote-unquote theory of gravity, which depends on the G constant, which they got from this ritual. <laughs> And he says, 
they use this theory to explain why we don't all fly off the spinning ball that they say we live on. <laughs> and then the interviewer says, a giant spinning ball. And then Rosita confirms, yeah, that's what this cult believes. We live on a giant spinning ball. And at this point, Rosita's is looking at the crowd. And you can tell he's laughing at the crowd because he knows that most of the people in the crowd are still part of that cult. They just don't realize it. <laughs> and then he says, these guys don't get that the joke is on them. <laughs> now Rosita's is uh, wiping the tears away from his eyes because he finds this all very funny. And of course he does. He was in this cult where the clergy convinced all the people that they could weigh the earth with heavy balls, two heavy balls hanging from a shed roof. And he used to believe the clergy. He thought they were telling the truth until one day he looked into what, what is their actual rituals, how you, how you know this stuff. And then he realized it's all a joke. And now he's trying to tell people. And uh, they, they, think he's, they think he's the crazy one. And the clergy are like, that guy's crazy. That guy's stupid. He just doesn't understand. And he's like, no, I understand full well. You've convinced all of these people that you can weigh the earth but they don't realize that your method is hanging some heavy balls from a shed roof. He says, I shouldn't be laughing. I used to believe this stuff too. <laughs> so the interviewer says, so how did you realize it was all nonsense? And then Rosita says, all I did was actually study their stories and analyze them logically for myself. <laughs> then I realized I had been indoctrinated into a religion. How foolish I had been to believe all of this. <laughs> and then he says, so after him and the interviewer have stopped laughing, they've composed themselves. Then Rosita's repeats, two heavy balls from a roof. <laughs> And then he, then Rosita says, people think this is scientific, do they? And then he looks at the crowd. <laughs> he then says, they probably also think aluminium planes can disappear into steel buildings without a trace. <laughs> So that was Rosita's. He left the cult behind, and um, I put together that video with the translations back in 2015, and uh, I'm quite proud of that one. Did you guys enjoy that? Let me know in the live stream chat. You've probably seen it before if you've been here for a while, but did you enjoy listening to Rosita's explain that he was raised in a cult where everybody believes that the clergy, the leaders, they know all these great truths, but then when Rosita's took the time to actually find out, okay, how do you know this stuff? He realized it's all a complete sham. What did you make of that uh, of that video? Let's find out from the live stream chat. And uh, there's lots of laughing emoticons. Serene says, this is hilarious. Rob Files has three laughing emoticons. Gigi Abby Lynn says, oh, well, she's got a laughing emoticon as well. YouTube says that Muttley laugh. People find this very funny. So guys, uh, if you enjoyed that, 
There's lots of stuff at johnlebond.com. Like I said, there's free content as well. A lot of my stuff is based around this idea of, guys, we were raised to believe some stuff. And I know everybody's too busy to read books and read scientific studies and all the rest of it. I'm not too busy to do that. This is what I do. And I discover what's in those books. And I bring this information to you and I present it to you and I say, do you really believe that anybody has ever been able to determine the mass of the earth by hanging heavy balls from a shed roof? Because that is the story. That is the Cavendish experiment. That's the kind of stuff I've been doing for nine years now. And I'm very fortunate. I've got a bunch of supporters at johnthebond.com who helped me to do all of this to make this all viable. If you're not one of those members, you can consider joining. We have member calls regularly. Come and hang out with us if you want. But if you don't want to join johnthebond.com, but you want to in some way say thank you for the work that I've done, putting together stuff like what you just saw, the support page at johnthebond.com, it's very easy and I appreciate everybody who does that. So let's find out what they're saying in the live stream chat. Ryla05 says, I liked it. I remember when Apple took the headphone jack, headphone jack out and watching this video. So he's talking about a different Rosita's translation. Guys, there's lots of false translations about Rosita's out there. I'm the only one giving you the legitimate translation of Rosita's and his explanation of how he left the cult behind. Uh, let's see, who else is in there? Ryla05 says, they duped us with science by saying it's the opposite of religion. Exactly. People who fully believe in capitalist science, they think it's the other people who've been indoctrinated. It's such a clever thing they've done, and people fall for it. Uh, Rocky Shepard says that this video of Rosita's that you made went viral in Flat Earth. It certainly did. It certainly did. That was back in 2015. That was back. I didn't even have a johnthebond.com. I didn't have a support page or a Patreon or anything. I was just putting this stuff out there because it was still new to me, and I couldn't believe what I was reading in the official textbooks. I was like, how... Why didn't they teach us this in school? And then, of course, I realized there's a very good reason for that. Very good reason. Alrighty, so lots of people in... So we got onto that because somebody mentioned the flat earth debate. And the point I was making was, to me, it's not a waste of time to investigate this stuff if you're actually doing the work and studying the official story. Because the worst thing, the worst case scenario is you find the official story, it makes sense to you, and you believe it. Maybe some official stories are real, and you'll understand it better than you ever did in school. Or you're going to find out what is behind the official story, you're going to realize it's all nonsense, and you'll have done your own work to debunk it, rather than just parroting something you've heard from a YouTuber or a podcaster or whatever, you'll have done your own work. And I understand most people don't want to do that. They don't want to read books. They definitely don't want to read scientific studies. I get it. But I've got a lot of value out of doing this. So I don't think my investigation into flat Earth was a waste of time. I discovered that the spinning ball Earth was a load of nonsense. I also discovered the people pushing flat Earth were clowns, fools, and charlatans. Some of them believed what they were saying. They were just foolish. Some of them may or may not have believed what they were saying. They just wanted attention. They were clowns. And some of them were doing it for attention and for money and to cause, to create a little movement of followers for themselves to profit from. And these people were the charlatans. And that was the flat earth side. So I debunked both sides. And of course, that's why I get hatred. Everybody wants you to join their team. People are so binary. You're either on Team Democrat or Team Republican. You prefer Coke or you prefer Pepsi, right? People are very binary. They're tribal. They're very simple creatures. Someone like me comes on and says, well, the tribe over here, their story is based on hanging heavy balls from a shed roof, okay? Which is ridiculous. They are a cult. They're a religion. And I used to be part of it and I walked away. These other people over here telling you the earth is flat... They're liars, they're charlatans, they're fools. I can show you where they've contradicted themselves. I can point out the problems with their stories. I can debate them and destroy them, which is what I did. So you see, I'm pissing off both tribes. And there's not really a big skeptic tribe, is there? 
There's no tribe at all. There's not enough of us to even be a tribe. The tribes are flat earth and spinning ball earth. Fortunately, there are some people who appreciate skepticism, and they're the people at johnthebond.com. And maybe some of you guys watching this right now, all around the world, yeah, yeah, boy, we're up to 50 people watching live. I didn't even promote this ahead of time. So I'm very grateful that I've got this platform at John the Bond YouTube channel where I can just start a live stream. People come listen. Hopefully they enjoy themselves. They leave their comments. I read out the comments. It's a good experience. But guys, we don't know how much longer I'll have this for. YouTube can delete people at the moment at a, without notice at all. This could all disappear. So you want to make sure at the very least you're on the JLB free mailing list. It takes 10 seconds to join. At the very least you want to do that. If you really like my material, a better idea is to buy yourself an early birthday, no, an early Christmas present, I should say. Treat yourself and join johnthebond.com for one year. It costs about the same as one big night on the town. So for one big night on the town, you can join johnthebond.com for a whole 12 months, get access to all of the archive material, hundreds of hours, join our Discord server, join our member calls, come and see what it's all about. Why not buy yourself an early Christmas present? You've bought presents for your kids or for your partners or for your parents or for your workmates. Time to buy something for yourself. Try Time to buy yourself a 2024 membership at johnthebond.com for the whole year. And if after one year you like it, you can stay. If after one year you don't like it, then don't stay. But come and check it out, johnthebond.com. That's my Christmas holiday promotion for you. And it's not a promotion with any discounts or anything. It's the same price as always, but come and join johnthebond.com. If you like the skeptic perspective, if on the other hand, you still believe the earth is flat, probably best you don't come and join. If you still believe you live in a giant spinning ball, probably best you don't come and visit johnthebond.com. If you still believe in dinosaurs, I mean, you're still welcome, but why? If you still believe in dinosaurs, why would you even want to join johnthebond.com? It doesn't make sense, uh, in my personal opinion. But enough about all of that. So I did have some clips that I wanted to play, and uh, we got some terrific feedback. I was interviewed by Luke from Poland uh, about a week ago, and it was an outstanding interview. This guy is a very good interviewer. It's incredible. He's only just started. He's done like four episodes, and yet he asks better questions and has better conversation and edits the, the final product so it sounds good. Better than people who've been doing this for years. It's really quite phenomenal how good this guy is at what he does, and I hope he keeps doing it. And so I was on episode number four, and guys, the reviews have been sensational. Let's take a look at this. We're going to listen to a clip, actually. I'm going to play you a clip from this where we talk about simulation theory. But for, and, and you can go listen to the whole thing. <clears throat> Pardon me. You can listen to the whole thing. It's available right now, and I'll link to this. I can't link to this, actually, but uh, my previous videos link to it. And uh, you know, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to... Uh, can I post links in the live stream chat? They've limited the links you can do now, guys. Like, YouTube is really... Uh, turning the screws on us, I have to say. Uh, let me see. Can I post this in the live stream chat? Let me see if I can. I used to be able to put I links in my uh, show notes, but now I can't. So maybe I can paste it here. Is this going to work? It should. It looks like it's working. Uh, but for those of you who listen on delay, if you just go to johnthebond.com, it'll be in the links that I put there. And this is available for free, the whole episode. And uh, let me get back to this. So we're going to play some of that in just a minute. But before we do, let me go to the uh, the reviews on this. My goodness gracious me. Absolutely fantastic. Let's take a look at this. Dirty Benny says, so this is a one hour, 40 minute interview from last week. Available right now in full for free. Dirty Benny listened and he said this. Just finished listening. Wow. Outstanding. Best interview of JLB out there. Luke had researched the history hoax ahead of time and was able to ask pertinent questions. 
Luke also asked great metaphysical questions that are rarely asked. Both parties were respectful, not talking over each other. Many interesting topics addressed. Thanks for this one and subscribed. What a lovely comment. Fizzimi Timbers says, Great chat, gents. I can't express how much I appreciate conversations like this to validate what I'm seeing. Seems so obvious that countries don't exist, especially as even Russia is pushing sustainable development goals. Luke, I can relate 100% to watching loved ones turn into zombies in front of your eyes. But as black-pilled as I get, I feel there is something out there. We think, therefore we are. Keep it up. What a terrific comment. So those are two of the comments. There was also another comment from the Panic Master over at Reddit. Yeah, this one has been posted all over the internet, folks. This one's from Reddit. The Panic Master says, One of the most interesting parts of this interview, which was, on the whole, arguably more revelatory than any other that I've heard from the world's leading skeptic, he's talking about me, was the part concerning ideas about the possible nature of reality itself. The guest fully acknowledged that these ideas were not necessarily held or believed by himself. Nevertheless, he had enough conviction to share these thoughts with the interviewer and the listening audience. The theory postulated that if humanity was able to create an artificial reality, which was fully immersive and indistinguishable from real life, then this could lead to a domino effect. The first artificial reality could then create another artificial reality, where consciousness could once again reside and so on and so forth, until there were an infinite number of artificial realities, all of which could be perceived as absolutely real by any consciousness residing within them. I hope I have understood the premise correctly. I found the whole thing rather fascinating because I had never heard of the idea of simulation theory explained in this way before. And yes, I would like to think that when I explain things like this, I do a decent job because I've taken the time to read what has been written by the people putting the theories forward. In this case, Nick Bostrom put together this idea of simulation theory, which has since been propagated by Elon Musk and others. A lot of the people I hear talking about simulation theory, they're talking, I guess, about a theory. Like, oh, well, simulation, I guess. But they haven't gone and looked at the guys who propagated that idea originally, at least in our contemporary time. What were they actually saying and why were they saying it? See, people don't do that. They don't go and read the source material because they're too busy, of course. They spend four or five hours a day on their smartphones, which, guys, you can check it. I wish my webcam was working. It's not. My webcam doesn't work anymore. This computer is seven years old, and I really should replace it, but I love it, and I don't want to replace this computer. It's been with me all over the world, and it's done good things. It's helped me to make videos that have been seen by thousands of people around the world. I love this laptop. It's been good to me, but I probably should replace it because the webcam doesn't work. But if I was on camera right now, I would show you the stats from my smartphone. You can just, I'm pretty sure your smartphone can do this as well. You can go to the settings and go to, like in, let, me, let me tell you what's on mine, right? If I go to settings and then I go to digital balance, it then has screen time management. If I go to more, it tells me I can toggle to the last seven days. It'll tell me how much time I've spent on this phone in the last seven days. It says I've spent seven hours or six hours, 30 minutes. Let's round it up, seven hours. So I'm spending one hour per day on this phone. Now, to me, that's a lot. An hour a day on this thing? Jesus. But I'm willing to bet good money that if you go and check your smartphone, it'll say three hours or four hours a day. In fact, I've tried this with people down at the old watering hole. 
They didn't even know this thing was available on their phone to check. I'm like, can we check it out? They're like, sure. Five hours, one dude. Five hours a day. In the last seven days, it was 35 hours. Just on his smartphone. It's phenomenal. And I'm willing to bet a lot of you it's the same. Now, I'm not judging you for that. I'm just using this to illustrate that a lot of people say they're too busy to read. They're not really too busy. They just don't want to. And why should they? It's boring. I get it. That's why it's good news there are people like me around. We do go and read the studies. We do go and read the source material. And hopefully we can articulate it and share it with people in a way that makes sense to them. Which apparently was the case for the Panic Master. So with all of that being said, why don't we go and take a look? I did mention earlier on that there is an ability to leave voicemails. Guys, I recommend you go to johnlebond.com. You either go to the free content section and get some member content that's available for free. You don't have to join. I've made some of this stuff available for free. I recommend you go to the mailing list. Join the free mailing list. In case I get kiboshed by YouTube, I can tell you where to find me next. And I also recommend that you go and you check out the voicemail facility. Leave a voicemail. Say, JLB, I thought your last stream was good. However, there's this thing I disagree with you about. Awesome. JLB, I thought your last live stream was great. Let's see more of them. Awesome. I'll play that too. JLB, I think you're a poo-poo head. And dinosaurs are real. And actually, I found like a, a million-year-old um, thing at the beach. And like the experts tell me that it's millions of years old. So who are you? Who are you to try and tell me the dinosaurs aren't real? How could they get... Why would they lie about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what? I'll even play that as well. I'll play whatever. Go and leave a live... Uh, not a live, a voicemail message, and I will play it on the next live stream, uh, the next JLB Late Night Truth Lounge. Yeah, yeah, boy. And guess what? I've got one more that I want to play for all of you guys. I played you the one from Moon Harvest before. I want to play you one more. we got to... Well, this voicemail has to be heard to be believed. Take a listen to this. Okay, that's not loud enough. Let me play it with a different program. You're kind of ruining it for me there. Let's have a look. Let's take a look. Where is VLC Media Player? How come I can't play this with VLC Media Player? And let's see. Open with... There we go. That's better. Hello there, John. This is Donald J. Trump. I just wanted to let you know your content here on JohnLeBond.com is just absolutely tremendous. Really, I gotta say, my wife Melania and I have been consuming hours and hours of it. We just love it. We can't get enough of it, frankly. Well, thank you, Donald J. Trump, for the glowing endorsement of JohnLeBond.com. I really do appreciate that. And this is true for a lot of people. They join JohnLeBond.com, and their plan is just to come to the next member call, or they want to see my future material. But then they get tempted, and they start looking back through the archives. And next thing they know, they're consuming hours and hours of it, they can't get enough of it. This happens to a lot of people. There's a lot of good stuff in the archives, guys. I've been covering stuff. John LeBond has been there since 2016 now. So there's seven years of archive material. A lot of it is stuff I can't talk about to the public audience. YouTube would kibosh me. Or even if I tried to talk about it to the public audience, most of them are not ready yet. Now, I can't know for sure that the members are ready for what I'm sharing, especially some of my recent stuff on the History Hoax. I think even some of my own members don't get that either. But at least there's a better chance. And so that's where I talk about things that I can't talk about or I won't talk about publicly. It's at johnthebond.com. And there are literally hundreds of hours of archive material waiting for you right now. And when I say archive, people think, oh, it's in the past. It doesn't matter. A lot of this stuff is just as relevant at today 
as it was when I published it, if not more so. So apparently Donald J. Trump and his wife Melania, they can't get enough of it. They just like. In fact, I'm going to play that one one more time. Thank you, Donald. To Donald J. Trump, he's out there somewhere. Uh, he sent me this voicemail, and I now play it at the end of all of my videos. I think it's terrific. I think it's fantastic. Let's play this one more time. Hello there, John. This is Donald J. Trump. I just wanted to let you know your content here on JohnLeBond.com is just absolutely tremendous. Really, I gotta say, my wife Melania and I have been consuming hours and hours of it. We just love it. We can't get enough of it, frankly. Excellent stuff. Let's go to the live stream chat. Guys, what do you think about that voicemail message? I'd love to get your opinions. Let's have a look here. So Zinvala says that he just checked his phone. He's averaging 2.5 hours a day, mostly chess and YouTube. Well, that's interesting. 2.5 hours? I would suggest to you that's actually not too bad compared to the average person. If you get a chance, you might find it interesting. I've done this before myself. When you're speaking with normal people, bring this up. Ask them, have you ever checked your phone to see how much time you spend on it? Now, they might get defensive, but they might not. If they don't, you might encourage them to check it out in front of you and just see. See what the normal person is doing. I'm telling you, maybe it's the demographics of the people that I hang out with. Some of them are a bit younger. They're in their 20s. Maybe people in their 20s are more addicted to their phones than others. But I'm guessing this is quite common among people in their 20s, their 30s, and beyond. People are spending literally hours and hours on their phones per day on average. And again, I'm not judging them for that. I'm just pointing out, everybody thinks they're so busy, but the objective data suggests that no, they're not. No, they are not. Okay, let's see. Maddie 33 says seven hours per day average. Seven hours, 42 minutes. That's eight hours a day average. Are you sure that wasn't for the week? You might be confusing the week for the day. If you're doing eight hours a day on your smartphone, I would say that's above average. I think the average person's doing three to five hours. Eight hours? I'm not, again, I'm not judging. I'm not judging. I'm just saying that's, that is a lot. That's a lot. Okay, so let's go back through the live stream chat, the other comments. Okay. Gigi Abilin says that Rosita spoke Spanish, but I knew every word he said. Ah, Gigabulin, you make my day. All right, Linda Curtis says, jumped in the tub after a long day's work, and Rosita's laughter made my day. Linda, if you are having a relaxing uh, bath, maybe with some bath salts and some candles, and you're listening to Rosita's and JLB and Donald Trump and Moon Harvest bring you the latest Late Night Truth Lounge, that's really cool to me, actually. You could be listening to any... I've got a friend, a very dear friend here in this uh, city. You know what she listens to? Apparently... She listens to that thing where somebody talks into a microphone in like a, some kind of special voice. You know what this thing? It's really popular apparently. What do they call it? It's something where it's like supposedly it gives you tingles when you listen or something. I don't know. Very dear friend of mine. And she's like, oh, do you want to... I'm like, I'm not just sweetie and listen to this crap. Whatever it is. And then you know what she wanted to listen to? I was at her place the other day. Some Lex, Lex Friedman interview. And I'm like... What the hell? And then and then I had to remind myself, dude, this is what people listen to. So just this is this is the kind of stuff they're into. Most people are not listening to you and Donald J. Trump and Moon Harvest and Rosita's talk about how uh, the official story is that they weigh they weighed the earth with heavy balls in a shed. Which by the way, I should explain this folks. I'm not making that up. That is the official story. 
okay, in case I didn't make this clear. That is the official story. If you go to Wikipedia right now and type in Mars, it'll come up with the supposed mass of Mars. It might be 3 point whatever times 10 to the whatever uh, grams, okay? That value is derived effectively, like if you go back through the process they've followed over the years to get to this stage where they claim they can do that, if you follow the process right back to the start, it goes back to Cavendish and his heavy balls hanging from a shed roof. I'm not making that up. It's incredible. It's phenomenal. And that's why I don't believe in the official story of heliocentrism and spinning balls and crap. Because it's clearly religious nonsense. It's babble. It's gibberish. It's ridiculous, man. I don't disbelieve in the spinning ball earth because of flat earth. You understand? But most people, that was the path they took. They got into flat earth, so they rejected spinning ball earth. Not me. Very different process I followed. And that I've shared with you through my content here at johnthebond.com and the John the Bond YouTube channel. Okay. Rocky Shepherd says, I would like to hear more about your theory, JLB. I've got lots of theories. Just go to the free content page at johnthebond.com. It's very easy. Go to resources. Go to free content. And uh, here's this guy. He says, guys, everything will be great. Now, the reason why I put that meme at the top, for those of you who are listening, I'll explain it. It's an image that's taken. It is a cold, foggy day in what appears to be Russia or some country in that uh, general region. There is uh, dirt everywhere. There's snow. There's one house in the background. You can barely see it because of the fog. It looks very cold. This guy's wearing a jacket. He's wearing gloves. It's very cold. Looks very miserable. He's wearing what appears to be, uh, shall we say, military uh, gear. And he's got a, a gun on him. Looks like a Kalishnikov or something like that. Now he's giving a thumbs up to the camera. He looks, he looks like a man who hasn't slept in a week. He looks very tired. He, he, he looks like he's got the kind of tiredness that sleep can't fix. And the caption says, Guys, everything will be great. Now, the reason I put that meme at the top of the free content page is because the people who go to that page are probably going to be people who are not members of JohnTheBond.com, people who probably don't really know what I do with my member content. But on this page, I'm sharing some of the member content. And some of it, let's be real, if you're new to the truth scene, if you're new to this alternative part of the internet, this is going to be pretty full on. I don't know if you're going to be ready for it. And sometimes I do ask myself, am I doing the wrong thing sharing this stuff with people? Because does this stuff really help anybody? And a lot of people say that it helps, and they think that it helps. And I have got a few wonderful emails, not many. Probably, on this particular topic I'm about to talk about, probably I would say 10 or less. If it is more than 10, it's not much more. It's around that number of people who've messaged me over the years to tell me, that my work on the medical industrial complex and what they do to babies, cesarean section, ultrasound, uh, baby formula, all of these things, that particular uh, field of my research, if you like, people have indicated that my work on that helps them to go and do their own research and realize the problems with this stuff and their own children benefited because they avoided that stuff. Now, that means the world to me. I'm very grateful that people let me know about that. That makes me feel like what I'm doing is worth it. But a lot of the other stuff I do, the history hoax, the science hoaxes, yeah, I'm not sure that's helping anybody. You know what I'm trying to say? And I do wonder if maybe most people are better off not knowing this stuff. I do wonder about that sometimes. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of making light of it a little bit, you know, my images and my memes and stuff. But, yeah, in all seriousness, guys, 
A lot of this stuff you don't need to know, um, in my opinion. You have to make up your own mind, of course. Go and check out the free content page. Choose one of the things that appeals to you. Watch it or read it or listen to it, whatever. If you think it's good, then read the rest of the stuff that's there. Or watch the rest of the stuff or listen to the rest of the stuff. But if you check out one of these pieces and for some reason it, you don't feel good, it doesn't resonate with you, just click away and forget about it. Forget about John LeBond and JohnLeBond.com. Go and do something different. I'm not trying to tell you that this stuff is necessarily going to make your life better. In fact, a lot of the black pills, I would suggest, might have a, a negative effect on your, uh, on your framework. I would suggest. So I do grapple with this a lot. You know, am I... It's not about whether what I'm sharing is true or not. The evidence supports what I'm doing. In fact, I'm the only person who seems to focus... I seem to be the only person who reads books around here. I'm going to say it right now. In scientific studies, all these other YouTubers and podcasters, you never see them reading books. You never see them showing the books on the screen. Scientific studies. Because they don't even read. They just talk shit. It's really phenomenal. But I tell you, something. I know I've got the evidence to support what I'm saying. It's not about whether what I'm correct or not. I clearly am correct. It's about something much more important than that. It's am I helping? Is the truth actually helping? I'm not so sure about that. I'm not so sure. Okay, 39 people watching live right now. The numbers have oscillated between 30 and 50 over the past hour. So, any more comments? Yes, 30. Now, this is on a completely different forum. He says, John LeBon is on fire in the Reality Skeptic podcast. He says, JLB addresses research on history hoax, Apple, Android, antinatalism, and demonic energies at play in the realm. Wow. It's true, we cover all of that and so much more in this podcast. So with that being the case, I'm going to play this clip. This is from my interview on Reality Skeptic. And he asks me about simulation theory. And then I give this answer. Let's take a listen. Excellent. So Luke, do you remember back in 2015 how suddenly Flat Earth was getting recommended on YouTube and Kyrie Irving was talking about it and it suddenly became this big thing in 2015, 16? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Plenty, plenty of videos, uh, plenty of, uh, and, and uh, lots of views. Uh, I was surprised that Flat Earth Topic was so big at one point. Yes, you're right. Yeah, it did. It suddenly just took over the internet, and for better or for worse, I was part of that because I interviewed a lot of those Flat Earthers back in 2015, and I got to know, I feel, what was going on with that whole thing, and it wasn't... It wasn't a bunch of truth seekers who had discovered a truth. Let's just put it that way. But anyhow, by 2016, I was still listening to some of these people, even though I had figured out the, uh, the hustle, shall we say. And I heard some of them pushing simulation theory. And at that time, I was like, I don't like this idea. Because if you try and convince people they live in a simulation, this, is, this could lead to people not valuing their life in this world the way that I think we should value our lives in, in this world. And so at first I was kind of, I didn't like the simulation theory idea. As time has gone on though, I feel as though I can see why for a lot of people this would be a decent or a working framework to explain the world. Because like you said, if history is all a sham, and I'm quite convinced that it is, and if outer space is a sham, and I'm quite convinced that it is, and if there are these different data points that we've got, such as the the average person back in 2020, when this so-called virus was spreading across the world, the way that so many people, even seemingly intelligent people, just fell right into line, didn't ask any questions, didn't have any interest in exploring 
well, what's the evidence that there's some virus out of China? Like these videos of people collapsing in China, is it possible that these are fake or that they're not from the virus? Simple questions. People wouldn't do it. They were acting like bots. If you didn't know better, you might start to think you're in a simulation and the people around you are no different from the characters in Grand Theft Auto. They're just bots. As more time has gone on, I've become more open to this simulation idea. And I listened to Elon Musk uh, from an interview that he did a few years ago. And he was talking about the basic idea that was put forward by some lecturer or some professor at a university. And I forget that guy's name, but there was some guy a few years ago who put forward an argument for the simulation hypothesis. And basically it amounts to this. If humans can ever get to a stage where they can create convincing simulated realities. So for instance, suppose Google or one of these AI companies or whoever, they invest a lot of money and they're able to create a convincing simulated world where whether it's through electrodes into someone's head or through VR goggles or whatever technology they're using, they could create a world that a human could not determine that he's in a simulation. It's that convincing. If humans can do that, they can't do it right now probably, but in 50 years or 100 years or who knows, 200 years, if humans can ever get to the point where they can do that, then once they've done that within the simulated reality, then the simulated people in that reality could also do that. And then the people in their reality could simulate a reality. So in other words, the moment that humans can convincingly create a simulated reality, then you're going to have a near infinite number of simulated realities in theory. And if that is the case, how do we know that we're not already in one of those simulated realities? Basically, and this is the argument, I'm not saying that I support it necessarily. Mathematically, if humans ever get to a stage where they can simulate convincingly reality, they can convincingly simulate reality, then you've got infinite or near infinite simulated realities. And at that point, what are the chances that we're living in the real one? Do you see what I'm trying to say? Suppose there's a near infinite number of realities, then what are the chances that we are in the real one? But of course, this is premised on the assumption that humans could ever convincingly simulate reality, which some people don't accept that. But to me, you look how far technology has come, even since I was a kid, even since I'm 36 years old, I was born in 87. Just in my lifetime, I'm talking to you right now. You're apparently in Poland somewhere. I'm in Bulgaria. We're talking in real time right now. We've never met in real life, but the moment that I say a word, you hear it. The moment that you say a word, I hear it. You can publish this to people all around the world. They can listen. This is, I think, a pre-recorded podcast, but if you wanted to, you could live stream. You could do this from a little device in your hand. You can hold a device no bigger than your hand, And you can stream to the whole world. And you can ask this device, you can ask it, what is the oldest source for Herodotus? Or you can ask it, what time is the bus coming? Or you can ask it to call your friend on the other side of the world. And within seconds, you're talking to your friend. It's magic. And this has happened in the last few decades. So if we extrapolate from that and we look forward, why not in 50 years or 100? Who knows how far the technology will have come, I think it might be possible that humans could convincingly 
create a, a simulated reality. And again, if that is the case, then that means that we could be living in one right now. And that certainly would help to explain why our history, once you look into it, which almost nobody ever does, but once you look into it, you realize it's all a sham. It doesn't go anywhere. The history books look like, well, it's got footnotes and references and, you know, they're historians and they, they work in these big buildings and they seem very smart. Yeah, okay, great. But when you start digging into their supposed evidence in these books, you realize it goes nowhere. The simulated reality hypothesis certainly could help to explain that. Okay, so I realize that I have been on uh, mute for the last uh, period of time. Can you guys hear me? Am I coming through? I had some really good stuff that I was saying, and apparently you guys couldn't hear me. Man, that is... uh, I do my best work when I'm on mute. Ah, goodness gracious me. Thanks, guys, for letting me know about the sound. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Rob Files, for uh, for letting me know. Yeah, my last... um my last uh, five minutes was absolute gold, and uh, I don't know if I can recapture it, because it came from the heart. And basically what I was doing was um, insulting a whole bunch of you, because you believe that you're good parents, but you spend hours a day on your smartphones and don't even read to your kids. And I was explaining how on that podcast with Luke, which is available for free right now, a uh, full uh, one hour, 40 minutes, I was talking about how we talked about Simulation theory, different conceptions of what this world really is that might be better than simulation theory, why some people don't believe in so-called WAR, why I don't believe in history, uh, what I believe this place really is, do I believe in good and evil, do I believe that I'm a good person, if not, why not, these kinds of things. And I also mentioned on that podcast with Luke that uh, the children have no hope. There's no hope for the children, I'm afraid, because their parents are all addicted to smartphones and to other mindless distractions. And so a generation ago or two, it was like everybody knew, don't let the kids play too much video games. It's not good for them. Now you've got the other problem where the kids want attention from the parents, but the parents are addicted to their smartphones. And if you're spending three hours a day on your smartphone, you are addicted. I'm sorry to have to be the one to tell you that, but you know it's true deep down. And so I was making this point that if somebody wanted to come to me and they spend the hours a day on their smartphone or their other distractions, and they don't even spend 20 minutes a night reading to their kid, if that person wanted to come and tell me that they're a good parent, I would politely explain why I disagree. And then I got into like a little bit of a bit that I was doing that I thought was very funny. And uh, you guys didn't hear any of that, which is a great shame. What I was saying was that if you want, if you disagree with me, okay, if you think JLB, what would you know about parenthood? Yeah, I don't read to my kids, but I'm busy. You know, I've got important stuff to do, blah, blah, blah. Guys, leave a, leave a voicemail message, okay? Leave a voicemail message and... Uh, Hold on, let's go to reset, right? Here's what you can do. If you feel personally offended by me suggesting that a lot of parents today who think they're good parents, the objective evidence says something very different. If you feel offended by that, which wasn't my intention, uh, feel free to go to johnthebond.com and scroll down to the leave a voicemail message, okay? And leave me a voicemail message, all right? Like this. Yeah, JLB, I heard your latest uh, Late Night Truth Lounge. And I heard what you said about parents. You think it's so easy, man. You think it's so easy. I go to work. I come home. I need to 
I've got good stuff to do. I don't have time to read to my own children, okay? I don't even have 10 minutes to read to them, okay? Yeah, I spend two or three hours a day on my smartphone, but that's important with what I'm doing. And also, I need my rest and relaxation. So what would you know, JLB, about being a parent, okay? It's not as easy as you think. And yeah, I brought this life into the world, okay? I brought it into the world, and I should be responsible for it, and it should be my number one priority. But I'm too busy to read to it for 10 minutes a day, okay? I'm too busy. And who the fuck are you to say otherwise? Okay? So I never want to hear you, JLB, talking about reading to people's children again. Okay? Because I'm too busy to spend 10 fucking minutes a day reading to my own kid. So fuck you. And then you just put your name in there and leave your email. It'll get sent to me. And I can play it on the next Late Night Truth Lounge. I can play your defense of yourself and your good parenting Okay, your hours a day on your smartphone and not even reading to your own child for 10 minutes. Which, by the way, if you did that, your child would love that. If you spent even 10 minutes a day sitting with them and reading. Or before bed, just reading with them. And help encouraging them to read. They would love that. And they would have those memories for the rest of their life. And it would help them to learn. It would help them to appreciate reading. They'd be more likely to grow up able to read, enjoying reading, and good at reading. Good at English, good at communication. They'd be much more likely to grow up intelligent and smart. If you did that. And they'd have those memories of you for the rest of their life. You taking the time to spend quality time with them reading a book. They would love it if you did that. But of course, if you're too busy because you're spending two or three hours a day on your smartphone, uh, by all means, send me a message to tell me why and I'll be happy to play it on the next Late Night Truth Lounge. Because I'm sure you really are a good parent. Yeah, I'm sure you really are good. Yeah, yeah. Spending two or three hours a day on your smartphone, can't even read to your kids because you're too busy. But you're a real good parent. Yeah. And... There's going to be an awakening in the future, guys. There's going to be an awakening. Haven't you heard? There's going to be a hundredth monkey effect. Yeah? There's going to be a, a raising of the collective consciousness. Yeah? There's going to be a critical mass. It's going to go from 5% to 95% overnight. And the children being born today, they're going to live in a much better world where people are intelligent and thoughtful and all the lies have been exposed. Yeah! And their parents are bringing them into this world addicted to smartphones and not even spending quality time reading books to their own children. But yeah, there's going to be an awakening. Yeah. Goodness gracious me. Alrighty, so let's go and read the live stream chat. It's just about time to wrap this one up. Okay. So people are saying that the sound dropped out. I apologize for that. Uh, that was my fault. I pressed mute on my microphone because I was typing something. Forgot to un... This uh, blue microphone, I really like it. But the red dot on the button for mute doesn't blink or go off when you press mute. It just stays the same. It just... Like, who the hell designed that? That person probably should be fired. I hope they have been. Okay. Gigi Abelin says, I'm the driver. My hands are on the wheel here. I'm no avatar. Okay. Cubstar says, JLB be ranting away to himself, not realizing he's unplugged. Cubstar, you are correct. That is exactly what happened. Rather 5 says, JLB has been kidnapped and taken to Switzerland. Bro, I drove through Switzerland. I didn't drive. I wasn't driving, but I was in a car that went through Switzerland from France to Germany, like on the trip from France to Germany a few months ago. I paid, this is no word of a lie, I paid six francs or whatever the hell they call their currency for a coffee. For one freaking coffee. That's 12 lever. That's, well, I don't know what that is in your money, but what the hell? I'd heard how bad that country is (laughs) for, for cost of living. I'd heard, but I didn't believe it till I saw it with my own eyes. And I went to get myself a coffee. In fact, I think I got someone else a coffee as well. I think it, I think they sent me back 12 Swiss francs, whatever they call their, their currency. I remember I got to the front and I 
bought, made my order, and they're like, okay, that'll just be 12 francs. And I'm just like, whatever, whatever their currency is. And I'm just like, I ordered two. They're like, yeah, that's for two. And I was like, okay then. So I paid, paid the money. And I was like, holy shit. I couldn't afford to live here for two days a month. Like, even if the other 28 days of the month didn't exist, I couldn't, like, this place is ridiculous. My goodness gracious me. But yeah, Switzerland, yes, good good stuff, all right, yeah, yeah, boy. What else have we got here? Dharma Queen says, reality by definition cannot be fake. Fake reality is an oxymoron. Portal Complex says, ancient Greek mythology is more believable than your religion, and they spelt then wrong. Most likely their parents did not read to them when they were a child. Gigi Abilin says, I used to read to my children every night. If that's true, Gigi Abilin, that to me is a very good thing. And I would be willing to bet that if we were to speak to your children right now, I'm guessing they're all grown up, they would tell you how much they appreciate that. Especially if they realize that some of their friends didn't get that. They didn't get that one-on-one attention, encouraging them to read. It means a lot to children, guys, if their parents sit and read with them. It makes a big difference to them as well. A huge difference. But of course, most parents are too busy. You know, they're too busy on their smartphones. Oh, very busy. Oh, very busy. Yeah. Okay. Well, Dave Jay's in the house. I bet you he's got some smart-ass comments to make. Let's find out. He says, "Do you think you can read to the children early through ultrasounds?" Oh, great stuff, Dave. Really, you're you're still at the peak of your powers with that kind of stuff. All right. And then he calls me a dictator. Dave J, my truth uncle, crazy Dave J. Look, go to my free content page and there's heaps of you there. I've got two of my podcasts with my truth uncle, crazy Dave J. All right, this one has been listened to by thousands of people. Okay, and that's real thousands. The numbers you see on YouTube are fake. They're all inflated. But this one, I've got separate uh, host and I can see the real stats. Thousands of people have listened to me talk with Dave J. And I had also with me Dante Fong, Handel and Mezzi from the website. All four of them are still members to this day, more than five years later, at JohnTheBond.com. We spoke with crazy Truth Uncle Dave J about a number of topics, including the WAR hoax. And I also had a conversation with Dave a couple of years ago. In fact, we're coming up on... It's been two and a half years now. So if you want to hear me chatting with my crazy Truth Uncle Dave J, who a few years ago was a big name in this scene, these days his claim to fame is trolling people's YouTube channels. But five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, the guy was big and he was pretty smart. This is... Back when he was in his prime, physical and intellectual, he was a lot closer to his prime than he is today, sadly. Uh, so you can listen to the good stuff at johnlebond.com. Go to the free content in the resources section. Yeah, yeah, boy. Okay. Rocky Shepherd says that he raised his children off grid. I do not believe you. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gigi Abelin says, I'm in the middle of reading about 10 different books right now. Yeah. Uh, this is what people do. They buy books, they read the first chapter, oh, I'll read it later. No, you won't. No, you won't. It's like if you start an online course, you do the first module, you get busy, oh, I'll do the rest later. No, you won't. No, you won't. It's the same as with my support page at johnthebond.com. You might be thinking to yourself, man, this guy actually is, he's done some good work. I kind of appreciate it. I'm going to go and support him tomorrow. No, you won't. If you're going to do it, you do it right now. You go to johnthebond.com right now, go to the support page and send $5. Or if you want to pay for my next uh, Swiss coffee, you'll send me $10 because that's what it costs for a single freaking Swiss coffee. If you're going to support it, you do it right now. Not tomorrow, not next week. You just do it straight away. Same as if you're going to read the books, you'd be reading them. You wouldn't be reading 10 at the same time. And you guys all know this. Like, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. 
okay? People have bookshelves full of books they haven't read, but they're going to read them. They're, oh, yeah, I'm going to read it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you are. Give me a break. Alrighty, well, guys, this has been a lovely live stream. I went a little bit over time. I only meant to do one hour. And uh, I've really enjoyed uh, reading the live stream comments and chatting with you guys. I want, but I've got one more th important thing I want to tell you about. But before I get to that, remember, johnlebon.com. Okay, there might not always be a John LeBon YouTube. In fact, I would suggest our uh, days are limited. So you want to make sure you're on the free JLB mailing list. Doesn't cost you a cent. I do not spam it, but I will send you an email if I release member content to the public. You'll find out first, and if I get kiboshed, you'll find out where my uh, next platform is. I've got the free content. Go and check it out. You're going to love it. We've got podcasts. We've got articles. We've got videos. You're going to love it. Go and check that out. The Reality Skeptic Podcast. The comments have been terrific. Thank you, Dirty Benny. Thank you, Visit Me Tembers. Thank you, The Panic Master. Thank you, all the people who've said good things. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Luke. This guy is a terrific interviewer. I want to see him do more interviews. We need guys like this. He's interviewed me as episode number four. He spoke to Fakeologist for episode number three. He spoke to Fake Nuke Phil for episode number two. And Armoon Rai for episode number one. So you might know some of those names if you're familiar with my work. You might know some of those guys. All good interviews. This guy's a very good interviewer. Go and check him out. Uh, if I can't put a link below here, uh, because YouTube have changed their linking rules, go to johnlebond.com and you'll find a link for this upload. When I upload this today, you'll find the link in the show notes for the MP3 version of this that I'm going to upload tomorrow. And of course, we played some Rosita's Leaves the Cult Behind. I thought that was very funny. That took me hours and hours to make that back in 2015. I was the one who showed you all. I was the one. Me. Who showed you all how they determine the mass of the lights that we see in the sky. I showed you the Cavendish experiment. That was me. So if you found that useful back in the day, if you found this video funny today, if you found any of what I do good, go and check out the support page at johnlebond.com and send through enough for me to buy a Swiss coffee. Or more or less if you like. Or even better, don't do that if you don't want to. No pressure. I publish this stuff for free. You don't owe me anything. And I don't owe you anything. But I will say this. If these episodes got more support, if people were like, yeah, I like that. I'm going to send that guy five bucks. If a few people did that, I'd be more likely to do more of their shows. So if you want to see more of these, you know the way to do it. Go and support johnthebond.com. It's very simple. Okay, so the final thing I want to talk about today is I might do another one of these shows next week. I'm not sure. We're coming up on Christmas, obviously. But what I'm definitely going to do is a member call on Saturday. That's where me and the other members of johnthebond.com get together. Sometimes there's two of us. Sometimes there's five. Sometimes there's 10 or 12. It just depends. And we talk about all kinds of things. And that is just for the members of johnlebon.com. We might sit there for four, five, six, seven hours, but I record usually two hours, maybe three. And then I edit that and publish it for the members who can't be there. So most of what we talk about is off the record. But at a certain point, I'm saying, guys, I'm going to press record right now. We're going to talk. And then we get into the, the proper show. When that is finished, I press stop record. Then we get back into general chat. People from all around the world, most of them agree with me, at least to the extent that the TV is probably lying. But beyond that, there's all kinds of different beliefs and opinions. Some of them to this still day believe in the TR4 and S crap, which really breaks my heart. Really, it does. That people actually believe in this Trump is a W-O-M-A-N nonsense. Really breaks my heart that people have fallen for this mind virus. But they have. Some of them are even on my website, so you can tell we don't all have the same opinions. It's not some one um, monolithic entity where we all agree with each other about stuff. There are disagreements, but they are polite disagreements, unlike what you see in the rest of the act realm, 
the alternative conspiracy truth realm where you get people shouting each other saying nasty shit you get people like Dave J posting all kinds of crap because he's warped his mind with all kinds of uh, stuff that's grown in the dirt just because it grows in the dirt doesn't mean that it's safe you smoke that stuff every day for 20 years you're going to have a bad time in my personal opinion so you get lots of these uh, negative nasty people in the broader act realm but not at johnlebond.com and I want to say a big thanks to the people who've made this possible at johnlebond.com they know who they are there's about 87 of them around the world. They know who they are with them, without them, I should say. This would not be possible. This would not be possible. You know who you are. Thank you all very much for the support. So guys, have a lovely day. If you don't hear from me before Christmas, I hope you have a good time. Hopefully with your family. Hopefully you enjoy hanging out. Hopefully you realize how special it is, even if you don't feel like you've got a lot in common with your family, even if sometimes you have some resentments towards them. They're your family. And you get to hang out with them for Christmas. That's a very special thing, if you have that. And I hope you appreciate that. Because you never really know when one of those people might not be there next Christmas. It's a very special thing. It's a wonderful time. And so those of you who get to do it, I hope you really appreciate it. Me, I'm not going to be doing that. Because years ago, I decided to dedicate myself to what I do. And I can only get by doing what I do by living in a country on the other side of the world, where the cost of living is very low. So I won't be with my family for Christmas. And uh, I appreciate, though, how special it is that some of you have that. So those of you who do have that, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. Enjoy your time with your brothers and your sisters and your parents and your kids, for Christ's sakes. It's very special. And uh, I hope you guys all have a lovely Christmas. And, uh, and if I don't speak to you before New Year's, hope you have lots of fun. Hope you don't go overboard. Don't hurt yourself. Enjoy the festive season because it is a wonderful time of year. And uh, just because it's been commercialized and... Oh, it's Saturnalia. Yeah, that's, that's all conspiracy shit. Christmas is a very special time. If you uh, have people who are special to you. And if you don't have people who are special to you, maybe it's because you're a shit person. I don't know. Only you would know. But anyway, thank you all for watching. This has been John LeBon. Remember this called Call? No, it hasn't. It's been John LeBon. Late Night Truth Lounge. Episode number five. Getting a bit ahead of myself, aren't I? That has been December 20, 2023. I'm coming to you from beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. Big thanks once again to all the people in the live stream chat. Big thanks to all the members who make this possible. And to anybody who does go and leave a, a small tip for JLB. It's really appreciated. People are giving money to millionaires. Why not give money to the poorest motherfucker you know? It's me. It's me. Did you enjoy it? Go and give a tip. Why not? Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. And go and check out that chat with Luke. It was terrific. You'll love every minute of it. Except for the part where I talk about the shit parents. You might get offended by that. But I'm only speaking the truth. If you have time to spend three hours on your smartphone and you don't have 10 minutes to read to your kids at night, don't come and tell me you're a good parent because you know deep down that you're not. And you brought that life into the world. You brought that life into the world. And you're too addicted to your smartphone to spend time with the life that you brought into the world. And you want to tell me that you're a good person. Come and tell me you're a good person. Come and tell me. Tell me how you're a good person and how you're a good parent. Tell me. I will listen. And then I will respond. Goodbye, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Ciao, ciao. With regards to nobody died, nobody got hurt in these wars. In fact, let's go out with some special effects, folks. I'm in a festive mood. I'm 15 days sober. And that means I'm seeing things a little bit too clearly. Most parents are shit. Oh, yes. It wasn't a tent. It was this magnificent thing. 
It wasn't a tent. It was this magnificent thing. With regards to nobody died, nobody got hurt in these wars. With regard to nobody died, nobody got hurt in these wars. What else have we got? Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that? Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that? You know damn well who I am. Who the fuck is that? Damn. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on, shame on you. It fooled me, we can't get fooled again. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas. Shit, they're lying to us! That was Bill Hicks with shit, they're lying to us. What else have we got here? This is quite a little selection of sound effects I've come up with over the years. Ooh, I love this one. I'm really suspicious of trees. I'm really suspicious of trees. I'm really suspicious of trees. Props to you if you know who that particular individual is. One of the very few podcasters I still listen to, actually, is uh, that lady. But sometimes she says stuff that I'm like, that's, uh, that's going to make for a good clip. So I clip it. What else have we got? Here we go. Uh, hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Nate Diaz. I think that was from when he defeated uh, Conor McGregor, actually. What else have I got in here? I've got, they lock me in a container. People get burnt alive here, man. What the f They have got waiting music in the police. This is the boy country, bro. They've got waiting music at the police, homie. What the f This is Africa, man. That's why you're going to get right. Is this death music or is this the police waiting to help me? Hello, stupid Ghana police? Yes, please. How may I help you? Hello, I need help. How may I help you? You need to help me. I am... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm locked in here some some stupid container. Like some... Bo- what? I'm being locked in a container. You've been locked in a container? Yes. Where exactly? It's close to Malam. What exactly happened? It's like some boys, they locked me in a container and they left. I don't know. They speak some stupid African. Some barber shop. They saw I had an iPhone. Shop. Yes, they saw I had an iPhone. They saw. Please l- let me finish. Please one second. I was in a barber shop. There were some boys. They saw that I had like uh, 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 an iPhone. They saw that I was speaking uh, 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 good English. They thought I had money, and they locked me in a container. They locked me in container. Hello, stupid Ghana police. I need help. They locked me in container. Right, what else have we got here? Okay, I've got one more. Check this out. Uh, I used to play this one at the end of all of my videos, actually. And then um, some would say that it helps to manifest what happened in 2020. No, more monkey business! No! More monkey business! Okay, one more. I'm going to go out with uh, my new favorite, actually. This is Dead Set, my new favorite. I played it at the end of everything. I play it three times. Uh, goodbye, everybody. This time I'm serious. Goodbye, everyone. Ciao, ciao. Oh, not that again. No, I said... V- no, v- we need VLC Media Player. Why does it do that? How come it uses Windows Media Player for that file, but everyone else it uses VLC? Hello there, John. This is Donald J. Trump. I just wanted to let you know your content here on com is just absolutely tremendous.
Really, I gotta say, my wife Melania and I have been consuming hours and hours of it. We just love it. We can't get enough of it, frankly. With regards to nobody died, nobody got hurt in these wars, 